0: Welcome back to The Breakdown, guys. I'm Joe Berdonis, and with me as always... Ryan Turner. Well, well, we are excited. We have quite the guest on the show today. Oh, do we? You may know him from many things if you live in New York City. He's been on billboards, magazines. (laughs) He's coached. He's known for his comedy specials. (laughs) I've seen him hump mirrors in class. (laughs) (laughs) We have Adrian... Morris
1: Williams, <laughs> everybody. Thank you so much
0: for having the humper. You, I, I am here. That is literally an image that I will never forget the in class. For. You burn. were on the pull-up bar, feet on the bar, and you just—you were like no air hump in the mirror. What not to do while you were doing. Pull but you ups? had to show them. Don't. It's like the champagne room down there. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of showers during that class. <laughs> Shit is funny. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I have a lot of funny moments with you in class. Like, yeah, we've we've had quite the experience. We really did. We,
1: we play well together in that sense. We, we feed off each other's humor. We do, yeah. yeah.
0: So it was like, oh, we have to coach the class as well. Pay attention, pay attention. <laughs>
1: Turn around, there's 24 eyes on you. Well, I guess 48, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we got a lot of patches in class. <laughs>
0: Why are you all in a room eye? full of pirates? <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> oh, man. So, hot start to this episode. Hot start. <laughs> I like it. Let me. I'm going to intro some people because uh, I, I like to believe that everybody knows you, but it's there's a chance that people don't. I would like to believe, and my
1: mom would too, that not many people know me. Okay. The humility <laughs> behind that is some <laughs> music. But For those of your-
0: you who don't know who Adrian is, so... Uh, Adrian is originally from New York. Yes, sir. Grew up with a love for sports. You competed in track and field. Yes. Quickly realizing your ability to run super fast, which uh, is still true today. I try to. You yeah, run super yeah. fast. I
1: think I run faster now than I did when I was younger.
0: I well, you did I, run. You comp- so this is real. You competed the. You completed the 40 yard dash in 4.18 seconds.
1: My brother has video documentation to prove it. A lot of people didn't believe it. That's a
2: good video. That, thing, is that thing blew up. It's right? documented. Oh, yeah. How it many was, views it was, on that?
1: It was, um, I don't even know how many views, but it was something that I, I honestly didn't want to put out there until Eddie told me to, actually. He was like, you need to show people this. This is inspiring to people. And I was like, I'm not one for uh, being celebrated in that sense or showing what I can do, because a lot of times it, I think, is defeating to my purpose. So I, I, actually just put it out there because he told me to, and the response was, so great from a lot of people. So it, it ended up um, leading to a lot of things. Like wait, like what?
0: That. Like what? Well,
1: there was an opportunity I had to um, run at this event called Forty Yards of Gold. So initially, I was invited. Um, another thing I didn't tell people, but I think because I was in a no-name outsider, and this was running against professional. Football players. Oh. I think they opted to uh, like have me stay out just oh. because that's a it's a ringer. If someone you don't know have no clue who he is, is 36 years old, cousins to something, and runs a faster 40-yard time than someone who's 25.
2: Yeah, but that wouldn't way. that give an opportunity? I feel like that maybe there would be like a, like a scout. I guess that's where my my mind goes. I'm like, wouldn't a scout want to be there and be like, hey, who's this
1: guy? He's yeah, that's what I was. Like, I would about totally you. like. There's this there's this gem out there, right? Right. There was a random person who's um, who reached out to me through Instagram, whose husband plays for the Miami Dolphins, and they were asking me if I'd ever want to go try out, not knowing how old I was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds amazing, but you know, I'm 36 and. She was like, "What the actual fuck?"
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> age all just kinds anyway, right age now. is just a number.
0: It is though, yeah, hundred percent. It is. I mean, you, so you've gotten stronger as you've gotten older, right?
1: And, and that's because I train smarter, right? You, you, you should be more intelligent as you get older and train, mindful of what you, what is uh, serving to you and what is doesn't serve you well. Yeah. And I think um, focusing on the things that are not cool the recovery and sleep and my nutrition plays into me performing at my absolute
0: best. That's amazing. So let's go down this right now. So let's talk about the evolution of Adrian Fitness because you and I had a nice little conversation about where you started, which was the drink hard, party hard. (laughs) Drink hard, party hard. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. I used to, um, growing up in New York City, you play, right? It's just what we do. Nightlife is such a big thing. So, um It was stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning, wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and do that for three to four times a week. Obviously, not the most beneficial thing (laughs) if you're trying to be fit and healthy. Uh, So it wasn't until I later realized that I wasn't missing out on much. I was just missing out on partying. And I started saying no to things and kind of paying attention to what was best for me that I then tapped into this, oh, this is my actual potential. Right, and that potential being, I I've always understood what I could do. Um, it wasn't until I had control of my actual life that those things started, then flourish, almost. Was like this like say. a
0: self-guided kind of journey? Like, how did you come to these realizations? Did you even have like a mentor in your like maybe late 20s that maybe opened your eyes in the fitness game of here's in a more intelligent way to train? I think
1: so. I think the crazier part is I was a little bit out of control because. I was I was doing too much, right? I was working too much. I had two jobs. Um, I was dealing with my sick dad. I was stressed out because my family was stressed out with financial issues. So I was kind of trying to numb myself. And then as soon as my, my dad had cancer and he passed away, it was like a reset and a reboot. So then I started focusing. My brother's always been the, my point person, like the guy that I look up to for um, just sort of like life path. And we had, like, a serious talk because he wasn't actually able to be at my dad's funeral because he was shooting a show in Baghdad. And it, when he found out that my dad was going to pass, it would take two weeks to get back. So he never he never got a chance to come back and kind of say goodbye, which was like, a, as a child, not being able to say goodbye to your parent, in a sense, um, changes you. So when he came back, we had this, I went to go visit him. We had this long talk, and it was just basically, like, what do you want to do with your life? Where do you see yourself, like? What's your, what's your setup, what's your end goal? Why, why do you do this, why do you do this, why do you do this? And it just changed my perspective on everything. So I immediately started cutting out things that were just not beneficial to my life. And then focusing on how I could build myself up either as a person, in my workplace what my passion was which direction that i needed to go all those things
2: you you said this is in your in your 20s my 20s in your 20s okay Mm -hmm. got it because there's a lot of things here that we you know i guess i look up to you in terms of how you how you treat fitness how you treat your body your messages and all that kind of stuff and so we'll get into all this but i'm so curious at kind of what ages that you did almost um, mature within fitness, mature in yourself, mature in your, I guess, programming at some point. So, right. and this is also, because this is on my mind, it's like tapping in there. to, um, And I think you were going to ask a question about the, the genetic side of this, right? right? For you, for you being who you are and how, how great you are within fitness and your speed and your strength you know, how much does genetics play a role and how much is it more of just the mindset that you really created to develop who you are today? Mm -hmm. I want to get into all that, but this sounds like it's in your 20s where you're thinking about all this, where I think in my 20s, I was like... I didn't really know where I was going to get my next meal because I was drinking so heavily at some point, right? So, yeah, that's like, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just so curious where, like, if you were kind of ahead of the eight ball here and, you know, mm-hmm. with your age compared to other people. So, so this is, this is where it's starting to
1: really, you're defining
2: yourself, right? Right.
1: Okay. I think so. I've, I've definitely, my grandma was, who was an amazing woman. Um, she's always said that I've, I've been an old soul Right. I was born an old man. So, I think in my 20s, New York comes into play because you grow up fast in New York, right? So I experienced things a lot of people come here for in their mid-20s, ah. right? I started experiencing those things when I was 16, 17. Oh, okay. That so, probably matures you pretty quickly. Right. It matures yeah. you and it gets tired really quickly, right? Oh, so when people are yeah. coming into it, right, you've, you've graduated college, you're you're now in your young 20s, and the nightlife here is amazing, and the scene here is amazing, and the rat race here is amazing. I was on the end of that tail, being like, "Okay, I'm kind of done." I already saw this in like my early twenties because it's, it's, I'm tired of it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's fun, but it's doesn't serve me any purpose. Um, and then I think with death always, when you, the loss of someone kind of makes you reevaluate what you're doing with your life, and it 100% kicked me into gear. And we had this conversation, Joe and I, mm-hmm. about just the loss of someone that means so much to you. It kind of defines what you are spending your time doing because we, you, time is not guaranteed, right? And you you all know that at some point, we're all not going to be here. So what, what is it you actually want to do? What are you spending your time doing? Who are you spending your time with? Why are you spending your time with them? Are, is it a waste of time? Does it benefit you in any way? Are you changing these people's lives that are, you're spending so much time with? And I think when my dad died and because of the age I was, it was just like, go here. And that's when fitness became my sole focus, right? And that's when I was like going back to who I was and what I grew up doing. It, it was my talent was making someone, as my grandma said, and it didn't really click until I was in my 20s, making someone, whoever the individual was, feel like the most important person at the time when I was talking to them, right? And that's something that I heard, and it never came back into play until I was in my late 20s. She had been telling me my whole life, like, this is... This is Maurice. This is your gift. And, like, <laughs> this is actually that's, how that's, she talked. That was actually that was her recording. voice. And it was beautiful. <laughs> but um, she told me, my gift is you make people feel important because you actually listen to them when they speak to you. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, Nana, cool. Like, i past that food that you've cooked so nicely <laughs> for me. But um, <laughs> I realized that just through validation, people telling me the same thing, like, man, you really pay attention. You really pay attention. And then I was like, okay, that that's my thing. Like, I'm actually concerned about, Hey, how, how was your day? Right. like, what's up with you? I'll ask you about you. I kind of don't, I refrain from talking about myself usually because it's not, I'd rather understand like what's going on with you from a care perspective. Cause most people don't get that sounding board, right. To say how they feel. And Truth. You'd be surprised when you ask someone, how are you doing? They unload on you because they've had no chance to talk. I don't mind it. It's it's for me, if it's beneficial for you and like, there's no benefit in me dumping on you, if you can dump on me and you feel better, amazing. Like for me, that's check mark. I've, I've done something good for the day. And that's the way kind of, I've, I've always looked at life. Like, how can I, how can I serve people? How can I help you? There's um, a lot of times I think we go through our days and It's it's me, 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 me. And we work in fitness, so it's really like, hey, look at me, listen to me, watch me. And although that's fun, I'm still in service. This is service. We work in fitness. We work in service. I'm supposed to help you somehow. And I think people have kind of lost sight of that. It's just become personal.
0: Yeah. So you to hone in on that, we had a good conversation about how you went into fitness and the reasons for it, because mm-hmm. not a lot of people know that you actually had your maybe focus on becoming a nurse. Right. I wanted to go into pediatrics
1: because I and for me it's it's always been helping people somehow, some way, and that that only changed because of life circumstances. Um, and we were talking about this. It was like a pivotal point in life when uh, 9-11 happened. My mom lost her job at Peyton Weber. My brother graduated college. He was in a ton of debt. We were in a ton of debt. And it was like, my dad was like, you have to go out and work because we have to support the family. So it was like, forget about your dreams. Put them on hold for now. Figure it out. So I worked all kinds of odd in jobs. Um, I've worked in bars. I've worked in real estate. I've worked in uh, property management. And it wasn't until my good friend Gabby came to me and she's like, "Why aren't you working in fitness? Like, this is your thing. You'd be great at it. You really want to help people." And it wasn't until she introduced me to potentially making this a career path that I never, I never even thought about it because it was glorified, and I don't like to be glorified. I'm like the person who wants to wear the hat and be unnoticed and like walk out of the room, right? And easier said than done but um it was a very selfish industry to me at the time and it wasn't until i started working with my first client that i was like oh there's actual growth for these people personally i can work with individuals and change an individual's life i love this and that's when i was like fitness and then i met zo fast forward a few oh. years later on a the turf at their first studio rolling on the ground I'm like who is this giant man why are you so large that's what we all said
0: and why am I about to take this class with you <laughs> that's how I felt when I first saw him so Alonzo guys if you remember he's the founder of Tone House. we had him on uh, a, f- a few episodes ago and I would, I would definitely recommend listening to that as well but he has a presence about him, yes, right? There's something about this guy because he is enormous He's and enormous. you and I talk a lot about like purpose and all the time doing things for real reasons that will fulfill you because I think what we're learning here and uncovering is you've gone down the path pretty early of doing the New York scene, right? Partying, maybe, maybe chasing things that you think will give you fulfillment, right? Like maybe popularity or going to the right club or all those types of things, or, you know, maybe I'm going to lead with money and try to make all the money and that's going to make me happy. We all know that story, right? Yeah, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. Bullshit. And we'll get down to some bullshit reasons (laughs) and fitness as well for, for bad goal setting. But um, now you meet Alonzo and you, I mean, what was that meeting? Like, like what, what struck a chord with you two where you were like, I have to work with this guy.
1: So I think my, I was lucky enough. My friend actually introduced me to Tonehouse. So I didn't even know about it. And he was, he, I mean, he came five to six days a week and he was like, you have to try this class. You'll love it because inside my brain, I'm also a little bit crazy. All right. So I'm a, i am i love something that's challenging and a little bit painful and it makes me scream inside. Not out loud though. But um <laughs> so I <laughs> we're learning so much so much about what the brain is like inside. Um so I come to this class and I see him obviously and he's just Hey, hey, how are you? And I'm like, not expecting you to be this gentle and that size. But I'm um, <laughs> learning impressions are, your, are one of your four days here, right? A lot of voices. Yes. Um, so we, you know, before class, I spoke to him and I could just tell that he was, he was what I wanted to be in the industry for. He looked, he wanted to help. He wanted to change people's lives that had nothing to do about anything to do about him. And I knew he, just looking at him, his presence was so strong, and I knew that he was probably an amazing athlete. But he didn't lead with that; he led with kindness. And then, uh, obviously, I took class, died, they murdered me. I <laughs> was then <re-res-> resurrected, <laughs> and um, they, him, Alonzo and Elvira approached me, and they were like, "We're going to open a, you know, a main location. Would you be interested in teaching?" And I was like, "I don't think I actually could teach." For anyone but this brand because of what Alonzo's dreams and visions yeah. embodied. And, um, I was hooked, hooked right then in there. Yeah. Just from foam rolling and talking to a man on the turf.
0: Yeah. Well, it's hard not to, I right. mean, once you hear his vision, it's such from a pure place. Like you said, right. like he genuinely wants to help people That's it. and does not look for attention on himself at all. at
1: all. He's the person who wants the least amount of attention. And I think that Particularly resonated with me because I'm, I want to help, but I don't, I don't want to be thanked for it. I want to be like not in the room and praise. Yeah. I, I want to praise you. I don't want you to praise me. You know what I
0: mean? Well, that's where, that's where it comes from. I mean, that's, that's the real reason why we're in this industry, right? If you're doing it for the right reasons, I think. Right. I learned a lot from both of you, like you two were, uh, some of the, the, the two people that I looked up to the most, to learn how to be that because you're right the industry that we are in is incredibly saturated with i have to build my own brand and give me the attention so that i can i don't know just make a career i think people think that they have to stand out and be special and when i came here i came from a healthcare background i knew nothing about this space but i see you two and you're include. I mean, you, you both are like Jeanette, like just freaks of nature, man. Like I'm taking class with Adrian and like I, they're like two sprints and he's, he's done when I'm like halfway down, he's done too. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I got work to do. Right. We're like bear crawling. Like I, Alonzo literally looks like a bear, right? Like <laughs> he, just crawling he actually down. Is a bear. It's insane. So, but I looked at you both like you guys have every right to be maybe the most out there looking for it. Like you guys have every right. You guys are the real deal. You look the look, you you walk the walk, you talk the talk, and yet you didn't. Both of you guys do not lead with that. And um, I just wish the industry itself would. Thank you. Cause to would me, do that's, that.
1: that's a compliment. Like those are compliments. I love to hear if you're saying something you, cause you noticed something about my character instead of like, yeah, like it's great to be a high high level athlete or be able to, Do some sort of athletic, you have an athletic feat, but you, what else? There's got to be more to you than just how fast you run. You know, like at the end of the day, you're not going home and saying like,
0: hey, I beat my friend in sprints today. (laughs) I feel accomplished. My brother does that to me though. (laughs) (laughs) He beat me in a sprint. He still tells me remember when I beat you in that sprint and I I was like he's running past me and I go why do I train so hard (laughs) (laughs) it's brought up every year oh (laughs) man they will never live it down no oh god so there is an exception I suppose sometimes (laughs) but not really
2: (laughs) I have I I have a question here this is this is I think we're all in the same place in terms of empathy right so just turn it back for a second when when we go into this, we know that it's something like we want to care for someone. We're right. not, we don't want to be in the spotlight. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know if we want to call ourselves empaths. I think that's a little bit uh, pedestalizing ourselves. I don't know, but um, I think it's something where I think we can be empathetic. I think we're open to listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people in this industry can get burnt out from um, wanting to care so much. Right, right, right. Um, I know that it's something that I personally have a hard time handling. It's like, I just, I just got to shut off. And sometimes the answer is like, you just, you just have to, you have to, it's self care. Um, I think when I first came into Tone House and I saw you, you did have this, you had this gravity about you. I think people did gravitate towards you. And Mm -hmm. I feel that, you know, I, everything you're saying now, like you paid attention to people, you listened, you made eye contact, you just don't get that much anymore. No. And so I think from, your standpoint and being now where you are in the industry um how do you focus on self-care how do you listen to people and how do you let that empathetic side of you uh, listen in the moment but then kind of let it dissipate once you walk away from someone without not caring you know what i mean right right because like that can fall on people's shoulders for a long time Mm -hmm. and then if you don't know how to deal with that right if you're just a listener you don't know how to take care of yourself after taking all that information in, you can destroy yourself. Right. Do you find that about you wanting to have been a nurse wanting to, you know, still being in the industry and kind of caring for people? How, How, how do you practice that self love, that self care, you know, after providing it for so many other people?
1: I think, uh, I have, I have a great circle of friends, right? So even, even the person who's constantly listening needs a sounding board for himself. And I, I, I think at first, uh, I I always rejected having to complain about something. I was just like, figure it out, like deal with it, just you know, keep it quiet. F- figure out what you need to do and move on. I think now I'm very open to saying like, what's going on with me, what's wrong. If I'm sad, if I'm unhappy, um, if I if I if, if I need time away, if I need to retract from life itself. I think taking personal time is one of the things now. That I'm most aware about. So I, I don't say yes to everything because sometimes I just need to, like you said, shut it off. Sometimes because of the level of communication we constantly have to have with people, I just need to not talk and I need to kind of reflect, do some reflecting and work on myself. So whether that's um, catching up on reading, whether that's going out and shooting, because I love photography, it has to be something that's sort of um, fills my cup as I like to say because you, you, when you're constantly filling others cups and as far as paying attention to them, listening to them or guiding them you're, all, you're giving from your cup so um, I think taking a step back sometimes and just taking time for yourself and it has to be something for me it has to be something outside of fitness, it, can't, it has to be something outside of working out there I can't just be fitness you can't look at me, I don't want you to look at me and ever say yeah, all he does is work out. There's got to be something deeper that I have a connection to outside of just my job. And I think I always challenge people that to do this. I'm like, outside of working out, because we have a large community, what else about you is there that makes you brings you joy or makes you happy? Do you even know? Most people don't. Most people say, no, I work out three times a day, and this is what I do, and I do the same thing every day, and this is what makes me happy. I guarantee you, most of the time, it's not. It's they're trying to run away from something. Most of the time, there's something they're either unhappy with that they haven't addressed, that they don't want to address, and they're masking it with having to have stress on their bodies three times a day. Because it it is working out. A, it, don't get me wrong. You're releasing, you know, so much stress while you're working out, and there's so many benefits to being healthy in that sense. But to need to work out three times a day says a little bit about an imbalance and something that you're not addressing. So I need to, like, you probably wouldn't believe this, but I only train maybe three to four times a week. And people think that that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I was, like, blown away when I first learned this. So this is where I learned a lot from Adrian, because I come in to the mix, you know, and I'm training six, seven days a week, right? I might change my intensity levels. But then I talk to Adrian, and he's like, yeah, three Three days. I might double up sometimes. Yeah, right. Right. I might double up, but but it's still smarter training. So he has like these recovery days set in. Um, where did you learn that approach? I mean, were you always like that?
1: I mean, it's th- think about that. on uh, Like as as we said, we like into from Ryan's question. Think about the stress of like not being able to turn off. E- even while you're working out, you're not turning off. Essentially, you're not giving your Body uh, less of a stress factor to work with. You're giving it more stress, right? So, my my whole goal with working out three to four times a week was because my body could perform better every time I worked out. So when I went and took a class or I did some strength training or ran, my body felt great. So it could really push the boundaries at which. We're set, right? We're not. We're not superhuman. There's no way you're working out six days a week and recovering from those six days. Right? I still, so
2: I still question your your, your superhuman abilities, <laughs> by the way. So no, I'm not, no, I'm not beyond that yet. <laughs> I'm not going to say you,
0: You're not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if
1: you look at it from a, a trajectory standpoint, um, I've been mildly injured. You know, I've had a pulled hamstring, and that's and, that's not real of real injury, but I've knock on wood never been injured, and it's be. I think it's because I, when I'm stressing my body, 100%. You better believe I'm trying to murder myself in a workout, but that's where I leave it. And I, you, you only need one time to do that. You don't need to murder yourself three times a day. You're not a cat. You don't have nine lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> putting that on his shirt by the way
2: (laughs) (laughs) so i so i spent a lot of time thinking about um my my kind of mindset around you and kind of reading some of your notes that you guys put together when you guys had a conversation i was thinking about okay how how does he approach training how does adrian approach training um and i was thinking of it almost as like a Peaceful intensity. It's right. something that you're able to turn on. Yeah. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't have. I think it's something that I don't have because mm-hmm. I think about it. I'm like, man, but I get in my workouts. I'm just like, I feel like I'm not as intense as I could be. But right. if I was, it would be more effective. And then that can be where I'm training three times a week, right? right? Because now you're effective. It's the same thing as being effective in a workday. Like, why, why are we all working eight, nine, 18 hours a day where are you and most it's like productive? can't we be more productive and right. efficient here so yeah. I think it's something where you and I don't know this is my question about how are you switching between this like peaceful uh you know this like this person has this aura around him and this is right. how I think about you and then you get into this intense mindset with your training, right. right? So is this something that you had to learn? Is this something you read about? Is this something that your grandmother taught you? That's I don't know. I mean,
1: that's an amazing question. <laughs> There's a little bit of, um, what do I like to call it? I, I'm basically controlled chaos, right? So in my brain, and this is the way my brain works. My smile is deceiving. I always <laughs> now i <I'm worried. laughs> <laughs> I always feel intense, but it's calm. That's the scariest part, right? So I don't I don't switch ever when when you're like, oh my God, he's he's going after it. That's how I feel all the time, like ready to go at any moment in time. I think for me, it's um, I I I look at things while training in two different ways. One of the ways was while I'm working out with people who in here can I can I motivate in, in a sense, right? So a lot of times I look at the room and I'm looking to help someone who's kind of feeling defeated. So I never want in a group setting someone to feel defeated in a workout. I'm always like, I'm gonna be their caretaker. I'm gonna make sure they know that they can do something that they probably thought they couldn't. If I'm allowed to be the controlled chaos in my brain, my dad would always told us as kids, don't show off when you're... When you're doing something or working out or um, uh, showcasing your athleticism, he always used to say, "Let your performance make them fear you." <laughs> so literally, that's always how I've been. Very, I'm a very quiet person while I'm working out. So I will perform to my absolute best and give you a high five and make you think like, "Why? Why can you be? How can you be super athletic but at the same time want me to succeed?" Because I think we, in a setting where everyone's kind of competing, you don't want each other to succeed. But no, I want you to succeed. I, right now I'm in a battle in my mind with myself and it has nothing to do with you, right? I want you to be the best version of yourself. If it's better than me, fucking amazing. But I, 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 I don't lead with I'm better than everyone in this room. We're all the same, right? You have to think that you're all the same. Now, if I'm trying to show off or if I feel the need to show off, I think it presents there's an insecurity inside me cool. that I then need to go back to the drawing board and question fix or figure out why that is. I, I need validation from a room instead of my own self.
0: This represents a problem to the industry. hundred percent. What you just said.
1: <laughs> yeah. Most people feel the need to show off, and I think it's because it's there's there's a high level of insecurity in males and females in our industry, who fee, who don't feel the best about themselves. And I understand that this is a rough industry to work in. There's a lot of body dysmorphia. A lot of people don't feel good about their bodies, um, and they're constantly being critiqued because of their bodies. And so I understand that we've kind of got an epidemic when it comes to um, this kind of feeling, but a lot of people, and I always say this, need to understand why they feel that way and figure out how to fix it. Because then that changes, right? Then you don't have to show off. Then you're just training. And it has nothing to do with who's in the room. It just has to do with you.
0: Yeah. And now you start helping people, right? Which is right. why this place, Tonehouse, House, became so special. because. Right you know, leaders like yourself and and the guys and the the women here that have built this place, they led with that approach of I would come in and I would just look at someone like you and Alonzo and the coaches here and our athletes here, and at first you're intimidated, but then you realize how nice everybody is and how they want you to succeed. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize, okay, this isn't, I'm weak and this is impossible for me. I started to look at you guys as this is possible. Yeah. I just need to stick with it. They're doing it, I can do it too. Right. They're encouraging me, but we have a very unique setup here. Extremely. The culture here is very unique because right. 90%, 99% of the places I've ever been in a fitness setting is really I'm great. I'm better than you. Right. Take a seat. <laughs> right? And trainers need to show off. They need to like yes. assert their presence or dominance on you.
1: Right. Why is that? I, I'm, I mean, it's, if you think about the, 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 the kingdom of animals, right? This is a very primitive way of, um, putting your dominance on somebody. It's not necessary in our industry and what we do. You don't have to do that. You don't have to lead with that. I think it's a small way of filling your cup for a second. And then you go back to feeling that way when you're at home, you're like, What's, something's missing that you need to feel that validation. And it's something that stems from, I think, like childhood athletics or like teenagers, right? You have these teenagers who are kind of taught this way. This is how you um, parade around, and this is this is healthy for you. And you don't – a lot of adults have grown into keeping that sort of uh, – I was, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner in high school in XYZ, and you're like, all right, what, el- what else have you done since uh, – then it's been 10 years. Like you, you have nothing else to celebrate. You have to have something else to celebrate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a lot of that going on in this industry. It's the, it's the, I played high school quarterback. Uh, yep. We got two state championships. Yep. <laughs> not done anything
1: since then. That's really made an impact in your life for anyone else's.
0: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I feel for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not, I'm, I'm telling this person like you do better, be better go back to the drawing board and understand why you, why you haven't found something else that makes you feel amazing outside of that.
0: Well this is so fitness, you know, going back to what you said earlier, I want to go down this path like fitness you could be a place to explore and do self-development within yourself, right? Extreme. You but know. we're but we're also talking about how it can go down where it's something so good can become something also unhealthy, right? How do you walk that balance where you're, you know, maybe you've never worked out before and you're like, all right, so this is something I'm doing to develop Mm self-confidence, right? Which we all believe in, right? Right. But then how do you share with someone if you're coaching them to not go to the other side where, all right, now we're using this as a method to, of avoidance? Mm
1: -hmm. I think so. Messaging is really important. Whether, um, you're working personally with someone or it's your own brand, right? So anytime that I um, take someone on one, it's like a relationship. So sometimes this might work. Sometimes this might not work, right? I I have my own values. You have your own values. We can come together. I'm not looking just for a buck. I'm looking really to elevate someone's life and change them in a habit forming sense. So a lot of times you, our industry uh, has a lot of false information out there that people are believing or they think will serve them, right? So I've met with clients before that are like, hey, tell me about you. Tell me about your life. What are you looking to do? And they're like, I want to I want to grow my butt. And I'm like...
2: <laughs> Impression number three.
1: Because <laughs> that is the generic voice and how it sounds. And... Susan. Karen, <laughs> Susan. Karen, uh, my initial r- response is... Why do you need such strong glutes? I love
2: that. That's the question, and you don't. Well, not <laughs> about the glutes, but the why. Glutes. <laughs> the why. Why? But why. the why, and then why? you keep asking why. Why? And unless you're someone who can listen, like you are, right, you're not going to be able to get down to the true why, why? Right, right, ever.
1: Yeah. And I've and I've you know not read. I've just told people that maybe they should work with someone else because I'm not the right guy for them. Because I'm not looking to be a person who's building beach bodies. I'm looking to be a person who... You have a goal. I'll help you reach your goal. I, I never want it to be about your physical body. Part. I don't want it to be... I don't want to say I changed your butt out or your biceps or your bench press. I could care less. I want to say that you met Adrian, we worked together for a year. You now have healthy habits that you can carry with you for the rest of your life. So that means that you have a balance in life, whether it's nutrition, working out, having fun, partying, drinking, that's all everything fits into your life. And I didn't create a system where you need to go to Miami so you have to diet for two weeks. Or you're going to do this and you need to be get this body part this size. I never want to create someone create someone or create a mindset where someone's just so focused on parts instead of healthy goals so like a healthy goal would say be i want to become stronger cool i understand that we can map that out i'd like to be more conditioned i'd like to be an avid runner i'd like to be a better swimmer these are goals that i i can help you achieve i don't want to enable someone with having it's almost like the kim kardashian mentality where you you want to can change your parts because you think society says that's what you should do because that's essentially what society says, right? Like follow this, follow this bench press program, follow this, butt program, follow this app program. Why do you, why do you visibly want to have apps? Do you, do you understand why you want to have apps? Most people can't answer. Why do you want to have such a strong bench press? Why do you want to be able to squat 400 pounds for no reason? Cool. But what, what purpose does it serve after you get there? What's next? Right, Because it's a short-term goal. You Sure, you can get there. But is there a reason that you want to do that? Is is there a reason you need to be able to squat 400 pounds? Because I walk around and I never have to be able to squat 400 pounds. Sure, can I? For sure. When I was doing my strength programs, it was a part of my training. And I wanted to become stronger because I was cutting for the D10. So I developed a lot of strength. So that when I started cutting back on heavy lifts... I would still be very strong, so it served a purpose. Most of the time, people don't, they're not looking for purpose. They're looking for a, a small, short physical fulfillment, which ends up ultimately making them not feel fulfilled, which is sad, because then you're back to the drawing board. So you have people who, gets, who get into the cycle of doing this constantly during the year, who are exhausted because their, their obsession never leads to happiness, and they never go back to their why. Because there's always, like you said, Ryan, there's always a beginning of a reason that you think you should or should be doing something, but they don't understand it. Helping them understand it it sets them up for success when they, again, come to a different training phase or nutrition phase or uh, just in general in life. Do you know why you want to do this? Do you know why this is applicable to you? Like it, It sets them up for success if they start with that, which is... Simon snack That's why I love that man. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's so simple, right? Like I'd, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a complicated person, and I think starting with that question uh, serves so much purpose because it forces you to start at the beginning and then work your way through all this, the trenches, the garbage, so you know why you're going to uh, towards this goal, this goal, this goal, or this goal, whatever that. Maybe
2: I think it's amazing, too, because that why evolves over time. Yes. Right. Once you and you know, this is a question I ask my clients all the time. You know, every time I meet with them, I ask them, please redefine, restate your goal. Right. Because it's amazing to watch that thing evolve over time. Right. Because once they realize how strong they actually are mm-hmm. or how much they don't really care about their button anymore. Right. And actually, you know what? I felt really good when I was just able to kind of be explosive or do a couple pull ups. Right. right. And I never thought I want that kind of thing. Mm-hmm once they kind of redefine, once they think about it, right, they can reflect on it, mm-hmm. they do come back to you and they're like, okay, I think I get what you were saying before. <laughs> and that's where you kind of, you know, you've now developed an outcome for them that's a lot deeper and a lot more life-changing yeah. than... Cool glutes, Exactly. Nice abs. Yeah. Like it's, sure.
1: it's, it's great. And don't get me wrong, we, we work in an industry where we have to be in physical top shape Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, have your bookings, maybe even secure a job. I mean, it's a very physical industry where a lot is placed on how you look and what you look like and how you perform. But like for a client, it's usually not the case. They're not in this top level of performing like an athlete or looking XYZ. They don't have to. So like it's refreshing when a client is like, okay, I don't want to. Like just work on my abs. I, I love being strong overall or fast overall. It's healthy.
0: And, and you're going to hit those things, obviously. I mean, we're going to work on your core. You're going to look great. I mean, because we're training for a purpose. Of course. We know those things happen. Um, I kind of want to play devil's advocate a little right. bit. I ultimately <laughs> agree with what we are saying, obviously. I take right. the same approach with clients. But um, if you're new to exercise and you're just looking to get in shape, right? So you're just, you've been sedentary and you're looking to get into it. Um, I wonder, I look at things in goal setting sometimes as just having energy and desire and motivation, like anything that's going to get your ass moving. Right. right? And I wonder, you know, I I feel the same way of like, Hey, I want to have a six pack and that's why I'm coming to you. And maybe I'm not your guy either. Right. Right. That doesn't inspire me as a coach. But do you think that that can be a good reason for someone starting out on their journey if it's enough to get them to the gym?
1: I think I think for sure, like playing devil's advocate, there's a uh, there's a physical standpoint that you can say ah, this is this person is aspirational. I want to be in this kind of shape and sure, it might get the wheels turning. It might get you you know motivated as to getting into a particular Um, weight loss or whether it's uh, muscle uh, mass gain, it kind of can start that wheel. I don't think it's sustainable is the problem. And I'm constantly looking to give someone something that's sustainable, right? So I can say, hey, Joe looks freaking amazing. I want his body. Guess what? I wasn't born Joe. I will never have Joe's body. So a person might even get to a place where you're like, wow, you look amazing. And because of what they've been keeping their eye on, they don't see any of that. They just see that I don't look like Joe. So initially, yes, that that is a great starting point. But you physically get somewhere where you don't physically think you look like someone. Right. And that might be disappointing to you. So then we, we might go back to the drawing board because you might regress, right? You might say, "I don't look like this exactly." What did I do? Going back, going back, going back, going back, and then it becomes something else. So I don't, I, I do think you can do that, but I don't think it's sustainable.
0: I agree. I agree with that. I don't think it's a long term thing, but I wonder if it can be, you know, like ignition, flu, like lighter fluid to get sure. started, right? I think what we're saying is just, you got to be willing to evolve because we're already pointing out that your why is going to change. What do you So I heard somebody also say, uh, bring up this point that I thought was actually fascinating as we work with clients, different types of motivation and even inspiration of you have kind of the light side and the dark side. So, um, like the light side might be powerful things of like purpose, right? Like I'm training right. for this event or I'm trying to raise money for cancer research that's tied to an event or, you know, I am a professional athlete and I want to inspire some people or I'm a coach, etc. Those are like maybe lighter motivators, right? right? But you also have things that might be considered like darker. Like I got, uh, I'm, I just got divorced. Right. And I'm trying right. to lock into this. Um, I lost my job. Right. Um, you're feeling angry, resentful, revenge almost right on someone mm-hmm. to look great. I, I wonder my evolution and thought has changed on this is like, you know, is energy just energy and you're harnessing it into something like physical activity. Right. Can it be beneficial? Uh, I, I
1: I think of course it can be beneficial right there are, there are numerous ways to go about providing yourself with um, well where, you, where you can use physical activity to you know make you happy in the sense right so it's it's positive if someone's using fitness as an outlet to maybe get them through a divorce or um, a loss of a family member. Because I think there's real emotion evoked when you're exercising, and there are a lot of things that come out, and sometimes that's the way people process things, right? We can't all just go to a therapist, talk to someone, feel great after in the moment. For a lot of people, they want physical stress on their body to get them to have that sort of emotion, emotional reaction so that they can let out something that maybe they've been keeping in. So I think there is a positive to using, um, fitness in that sense. Uh, I, I think it is beneficial if, if it's, if it's almost cleansing in a sense, I don't think it's beneficial when it's just about how you physically look.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-mm. I still don't think that it's that it's that for everybody. I think that even if you get down to it and you do listen, you keep asking, there's going to be a reason there underneath that. All I feel like it. there's no, there's no one out there that I've met that like said, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, right. I want to lose body fat just because I want to look good. That's not it. I know right. there's something else. And like you, you can only poke and prod for so long. Right. You yeah. Say, yeah. But yeah like, they just once, might not. Maybe
0: they don't know it in the moment. They might not know I think it. You're they right. might not
2: remember it. They may not like, be able to articulate it. So they're not going right. to say anything, but I think what it does is it opens up a, Great door, an opportunity to a educate, right? yeah, I do. And then that. you educate, and then you be able to let them know. Well, what is low body fat, or what is healthy, or what is strong, right? And they they finally get to understand that. But that's also I uh, when you said a bit ago about knowing that someone was going to be like a good like a good client for you, right after educating and after letting them know and uh, you know how how this can benefit them and they're sharing more and you kind of realize okay well you're not the best client for me because it's not like I don't know if I can give that to you right now do you have a hard time with that do you have a hard time when when you have to turn someone away or do you think it's more empowering for that person and they say okay they're gonna think about this I'll come back
1: that is. That's actually a good question. Um, I I I think I I used to have a hard time with telling people no. Right. I was definitely a person who was like I can I can help everyone. I can help shape someone. Help change someone. And in the you know in the last year, especially recently, I've become a person who's like that doesn't serve my purpose. And this person's not for me. And that's okay. I can also point you in the direction of someone. Who can help you with that, right? That's the so sign of a
2: good professional. Someone who that, can who can, you know, recommend. Not,
1: right. Out. And I'm not saying and I, I never want someone to feel bad about their personal goals. So I'll never make you feel any certain way about wanting to do what you want to do. But in for myself also, I'm thinking about myself first because you're a stranger to me and I come first. Um I'm gonna point you in the direction with someone who can benefit you in that aspect. And that's okay to not be able to help everyone. I had a hard time um, understanding that. It was just like, no, change who you are as a person to figure out what this person's needs are. No, actually, that's that's um, it's tiring, right? It's, yeah. it's it's what you said, like you you kind of can't take on the world. You are one human being and at yeah. the end of the day you have to have time. You have to have time. For you to feel like I'm being fulfilled and I feel happy about doing this mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm, you know, educating or changing someone's life. And for me, a client like that is not someone who I feel like I can always work with, even after the education portion, even after trying to understand their why. Sure. Um, sometimes it takes people a little bit longer. Sometimes it might take them six months to realize their why. Yeah. And then maybe they come back to me and they're like. Shoot, Adrian, we talked about this and you're like you said this and I thought you were crazy, but
2: now I understand what you were talking about. And then you get a better client and 100%. then you're a better coach, and then you're happier. Yes. Everyone's happier all around, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really good. But what I ended up thinking here, what is hard for the industry, and mm-hmm. I think we can all relate to this, is that when you are starting out or you do have financial obligations, you turning that person away means you can't pay a bill or right. you can't do this. So right. then you have to almost overpromise. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> when you end up having maybe these younger people in the industry, they are they are putting people in a in the mindset that we're talking against right now. Right. But this person's like, I'm not meaning to. I just have to survive. Right. Which and that's totally so hard. Get. And so I think that's that's definitely an area that we have to kind of figure out. And it you know we 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 end up saying don't don't chase money. Don't do this. Sometimes it's hard not to, right? Especially in and New York so, City. Oh, we live in New York yeah, City.
1: It's the yeah. most, one of the most expensive places in the world to yeah. live. What's, yeah,
2: what's first? San Francisco, I think, right? San Francisco, I think, is that is the first one? one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but that's but that I think is really hard, right? When right. you like, well, then why? Like, why did this trainer take you on if they can't do that? Or why did this dietitian or nutritionist promise you that if they knew that they you couldn't achieve that within? two weeks right? right and it's like well I guess they just needed money it's like this money mindset it's like there's a there's a very positive side of it but I think then there's this very toxic side, side to of it, it too and yeah. how like how do we correct that I don't know if we can
1: right but I think those are growing pains, right? Like I think, um, as uh, even even in recent years, I find myself overworking and having taking on too many clients just so I can afford the lifestyle that I wanted to have in New York City. And this didn't mean travel and doing crazy things like having bottles or a setback back hotel. This just meant I could, uh, you know, travel if I wanted to. Then and there, I can go about my day to day and not think about money. So sure, I find myself in kind of like this rat race of clients mean dollar signs and um, even though I, I was lucky enough to have amazing clients like all people that I felt like I was changing their lives I could understand someone who's 22 23 24 and in this industry and just looking to build a you know black book of clients so that they could survive because it, it is survival it's not like hey I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this because it goes against who I am as a human being you at some point you might have to give a little or sacrifice a little of yourself sure so that you can live here or thrive is that
2: is that wow. advice that you would that you would give someone just starting out say you know what really like stick to your your principles and right. it will work out right you have to trust that process right you will be a better person in the industry you will help more
1: people right you might have to struggle yeah
2: but that's the way to do it
1: I definitely think, so like even when I was, um, you know, coming up and just, I had a Rolodex of clients, I could have survived without taking on a lot of them, but I wanted to party, right? And I wanted to travel and I wanted to take trips and I wanted to go to this bachelor party and I wanted to go to Miami and I wanted to go to Vegas and I wanted to do this thing and I wanted to go out and pay for all my friends' drinks. So I think there's a piece of people that they they want to be looked upon as being a certain caliber of a caliber of human, right? Like the guy who's the fun guy and who can buy all the rounds of shots or take people out to dinner and I was concerned about that more than I was concerned about my own well-being. Whereas I said I can't take on this client, I can't take on these clients, but I can sacrifice a little piece of this life that actually is doing nothing for me and that's okay. I would never I would never recommend sacrificing who you are as a person. I would try and say you need to identify uh, that you will have to struggle. And our industry is a industry you struggle in, right? It's it's cash cow. It's the more clients you have the more money you make. The less clients you have the you know, the harder it is to live here and especially in, you know, in studios. It's even more tough because you're talking about an hour of your time. Or if you had a personal client, you you make so much more money. Um, I would say struggle a little bit, figure out exactly what you need to do and spend all your time and energy going in that direction, right? Because I, I think a lot of times, even myself included, I wasted so much time in the broad spectrum of things attacking too many things because I wanted to be a part of everything. You don't mm-hmm. need to be a part of everything. Figure out what it actually is that's serving you and attack it
0: head on. How do you develop that self-awareness though? So from a, for a young uh, a young Sorry, trainer, a young just trainer. a young individual in general, right? I, I'm hearing you guys talk. It just sounds like there's this evolution in the growth where, you know, when you are in your 20s and you do need to make money, it's like you might have to experiment and do all these different things, right? Because uh, you don't even know who you are. You don't know what no. your guiding principles are, right? All right. How do you even get to that place? You know, I heard a quote that was something about like experience. You know, there's it's always said experience is the greatest teacher but I heard somebody say like, that's actually not true. Experience is only the greatest teacher with proper Mm self-reflection on the experience. I agree with that. How do you, how do you reflect? Like what is, cause you, you seem obviously like a very self-aware individual. Right. I don't think that that comes naturally. I think that there's work in that. Right. What is your process to in your years of, of self-reflection? I, I, the
1: hardest part with self-reflection sometimes is admitting, um, You made a mistake or you made a wrong decision and the path that it led you down. So a lot of people, I think, tend to want to not feel like they're doing anything wrong. And it's hard to admit failure, which is it's tough, right? To say you tried so hard at something and you failed doesn't mean you can't revisit that situation. So I think a lot of a, a lot of times people kind of hold on to image and what it looks like to the outside world, right? So it looks terrible if Adrian failed at something or he didn't do well at something. It says a lot about me as a person. It doesn't say anything really about you as a person. It says you you tried something that maybe you thought you weren't good at and you failed at it, but you openly, that's okay for you to fail at something, right? And openly you admit it to yourself and saying like, all right, how did I fail at it? Let's go back through the drawing board. It's like starting from the beginning and mm-hmm. tracking back how could I've done this better to have not failed at this or is this actual is this something that I actually need to strive to do because it's it's what I want to do at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people think think they want to do something and then they get to it and they're like, "Oh, this is okay, but I don't it doesn't really do much for me personally, right? I've like failed a lot in life. I've failed at things and i've I've been at a point in my in my mid 30s where I thought like did I make the right decision with the industry that I that I'm in because I'm I'm not where I thought I was supposed to be and I'm working a lot more than I thought I was supposed to and I'm not happy and I am sad and I do feel overworked and I am super tired. But you still have to go out there and be this motivator. And it wasn't It wasn't that I made the wrong decisions based on anything that I was doing. It was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I realized that. I'm like, I actually don't know. I know I want to help people, but what does that actually mean to me? And how do I capitalize on wanting to do that? And where should I go? And what should I be doing if I want to help? And it's still self-fulfilling, but also puts food on my table, right? And it's figuring out or sometimes opportunity falling into your lap. Um, it's figuring out what makes you happy and what you have to cut out in your life sometimes. Cause you do have to cut, you do have to remove things. And I've noticed that with just what I'm doing now. Um, there's some things that I just can't do because it doesn't make sense for me as far as, um, it's not financially serving me. It, doesn't serve me mentally it's bad for my health or my mental health my own personal mental health but it's also realizing that I'm always the student I always need to be learning like when I sit and talk to you guys right it, the most amazing thing I thought when you came Ryan Onto the squad was like, fuck. This guy has a wealth of information. Like every time I talk to you, I could learn something from you. Yeah. And I don't think people use those channels or networks when they see people. They're kind of like oblivious to you being around. But I like when I talk to you. When I talk to Joe, it's it's thoughtful, curated conversation. That's somehow gonna benefit me every time I, we we leave and we talk, Joe. I always feel like, wow, you made me you made me think about other things or like what I'm doing or the, the, the visions that you always have and talk about. I'm like, wow, this guy is thinking five to 10 years down the line. Am I doing the same thing? Do I know what I want for myself in five to 10 years? Most people don't. Yeah. Or they don't know how to get there. Right. And that's, that's a hard thing to, you have to map that out and say to yourself, realistically, how am I going to get towards this goal? And if I have to spend or invest time doing it, like, am I going to be happy at the end? you might get there and not be happy. No. Which is a scary thing, especially when you're in your 30s and you're like, I just wasted five years of my life. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't do that again because then I'm 45. And if I do that again, then I'm 50. So I think as you get older, it starts to become a lot more of a, figure it out, 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 figure it out kind of thing. Whereas when you're young, you, you're you supposed to make those mistakes. And those mistakes kind of lead you in the right direction because you, you have the time. Time is not always on your side, though. Or financially, you, you have commitments, right? Like, I don't have any children, but, like, if I had a child, I think that my perspective would be very different. Yeah, I wouldn't have known? been like, I can take this leap of faith. No, you actually can't. You need to figure this out so we can provide for your husband or your wife and that child. So I, I mean, I don't even know what that stress is like and God bless people who, who Ryan, cause I can't, can't imagine what it's like to have a child in New York city, be working full time and have time for yourself and constantly be reflecting and developing who you are as a human. <laughs> I mean, I just choked, Saying all that stuff out loud, Ryan's shaking his head. Loud. I don't know how I do it it's, either. It's, it's you're doing it. Some morning
2: you wake up and you're like, "Uh, what just happened this week?" But it's f- Tuesday? No, Ryan, it's Thursday. Right?
1: <laughs> but how funny is that? That I like. I I love your um um your social media because you're such a real person, and it's 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 therapeutic to watch. Like it's therapeutic to watch you and your daughter. It's therapeutic when you're talking about health. It's therapeutic how you think from outside the box. You always bring a sense of information that I'm like, God, if social media could be as good as this, it'd be an amazing learning place, right? I've never watched your social media and not learned something, whether it's about fitness, health, your mental health, um, thinking about my personal mental health, or just anything. You give so much perspective, and I I think we're at a loss with what you give. And I'd love to see that more on social media, because I, I think it's... It humanizes what it what it is to what it is to be Ryan, right? Instead of making it like I have the best life in the world and I'm so happy, you're like, sometimes I sleep three hours a night and I'm gonna <laughs> murder everybody when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because that's real life. You know what I mean? And that for me is inspiring because I feel close to you because you're showing a piece of your humanity to me. And to everyone, and that's like, fuck. We we need more of that. Mm, agreed. Like in the world, I and but you're you're an amazing educator, and I think that's it's something that you can see that that it's what you were born to do, right? You connect with people, you pay attention, you 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 carry yourself so well, and you care. I just wish more people in our industry had the same thought process when it came to just helping. It's just, it's not
2: there. Yeah. I think we just have to create that circle, right? And that's a little bit of what this podcast, we want that to develop Absolutely, into. So, right. ho- so hopefully it's not just us talking, No, but it's really what we're able to have people, you know, uh, they're connected to this podcast. They're hearing people like you, Adrian. They're They're understanding that they can think a different way and it's okay. Right. And like, okay, I can evolve. I will change. Okay. I don't have to be afraid of that. And so... That That is what this is all about. And it's tough because we're never going to be able to just take out that part of the industry that no, no, no. we are finding kind of toxic. I think right. we just have to be able to, to speak a, just a little bit more. I don't want to say loud because I don't think that's right. But we just have to be consistent with that message. And mm-hmm. it will. It will come out. Right, yeah. right, and people will connect with that, and we're not going to be able to help every single person. No, and that's, but it's something where we know that it can it can really be a light for some people.
1: For, and I and I think speaking um, on it more, something it's it's great that we're doing. But right at the same time, you know, you're not you're not going to get every you're not going to get to everyone, and you we don't we have the reach, but we also don't have the reach and people should be different and that's okay. Like some people don't understand your values, your morals or the reasoning behind why you do things. But I think, yeah, it's a conversation that needs to be collectively heard a little bit more. Um, and I think that will help shape and slash change the industry and what um, the standards are as far as what we do and what we're giving out there. Agreed. Cause it could be a little bit better.
0: Yeah. I mean, we all, we're all in it because you see the potential of the industry, oh, right? I mean, like, I love, I love what we do. It's so, right. it's so rewarding and fulfilling. Um, and I don't feel like I'm chasing money or stat like you're just in a good place. Like every day you get to impact somebody's life for the yeah. right reasons. Right. What we're doing, I think is just more socializing. Like, all of this is a mentality. I think a perspective right. and a way of viewing the world. Um, cause you, you bring up like happiness, right. And yeah. even that in itself is really like this elusive type of thing that I think we get caught up in. And you reminded me when you were talking about it of like, you know, we're finding the right career or we're trying to create a lifestyle to to get to a place where we are just happy. Right. And I even heard a shift in mindset on that, that the greatest cause of human frustration is the idea of permanence, Mm -hmm. that you're going to reach a place and be permanently happy, Happy. that you're going to get in the best shape of your life. And like, look, Adrian's you're one of the most fit people in the world. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you have bad days. A hundred percent. So happiness cannot be the measure. I think like that is, it fluctuates on the daily based on so many variables. Right. But that real, what we really crave as a human being is more about expansion, about Mm -hmm. growth, Mm -hmm. right? I think we want to be uncomfortable so that we are just reflecting and learning. Um, but we gotta be doing these things for the right reasons. I mean, um, we are fortunate because we are around some amazing and inspiring people, right? My mindset has changed since I've even been a part of this community. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are having conversations like this. Cause I don't think that everybody has the, the, you know, the, um, ability to have talks like this. Like I've learned so much from you, from Ryan, from Alonzo that has shifted how I treat clients and how I approach my own fitness mm-hmm. that we're trying to bring that more to the, to light. And it goes back to. I mean, I think Simon Sinek talks about this. Like, who are you spending your time around? Like, are you being right. conscious? So important. Are you being conscious
1: of who I am spending my time? With? Of course. I, I, I think um, every time, right? There, I, I believe in energy. Energy is very contagious. It's very heavy. So you spend you spend your time around. Um, positive or negative energy is going to impact the way, you, you know, you are as a person. If there's a lot more joy in your life, you probably are going to be a little bit happier. If you have people that bring you down, you're probably going to be a little bit negative when it comes to certain ways of thinking, unless yeah. you're just untouchable, right? We're all we're all influenced by our surroundings, whether they be positive or negative. I definitely, I, I like to be around people who challenge my mindset, right? So, um, not people who just say constantly are saying, yes, 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 Adrian. Yes, 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 I, I, I want to be called out. I want to be challenged. I want you to have a different opinion than I do. I'd rather you tell me I'm being an asshole um, or uh, just anything that, uh, that makes me kind of self-reflect, right? Mm-hmm. I always want to be growing as an individual. I never want to be a person who sits there and says, I'm right about this, I'm right about this, I'm right about this, I'm right about this, because guess what? When you get into a situation where you're, not right and you need to talk about it or explain what ends up happening is you throw a fit like a baby because you're constantly being told yes, 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 yes. So I'd rather, I'd rather you change or challenge my thinking just so I, it, it, it makes you more diverse as a human being, right? I I just, I think you have to be around people who also have different opinions because it also increases like your bank of who you are as a person, right? If I was only exposed to one thing, I can never say, Oh, I understand your opinion about this or I understand your opinion about this. And also we can not have the same opinion and then we should be able to talk about it as human beings. Oh my God. Yes. I see this a lot where people are like, no, I don't agree. I can't ever talk to you or be friends with you ever in (laughs) life. And I'm like, weird. You never want someone to have a different opinion. That sounds crazy. To me. <laughs> I am so curious
2: who that person is that ever met you and was like, no, no, no. There's something about you that I don't want. I don't get around. It's so confusing to me. Well, that fucking eye. smile.
1: <laughs> there's You'd a lot of crazy you, behind you those eyes. Be Surprise. How many people are like, wow, you're super happy in a sense, and they're like, that fucking makes me sick. It's weird me out. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I mean, it's it's it's. I, th- I think it's easier to accept someone is not feeling great than it is to see someone who feels like amazing. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, because I'm a pretty positive person, right? I uh, My attitude is like, it's uh, it probably could be better. Like it's Don't worry, it'll be okay. Not like, life sucks. This is bad. Like, look at this. This is terrible. I'm going to go home. Why is this train <laughs> taking so long? Like in New York, it's like the negative, 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 negative. I'm more like why, why are you so happy, dude? Why, <laughs>
0: why are you so happy, man? Like, what is this you, your <laughs> self-talk? Is this Adrian's self-talk? <laughs> all the time. i are you so happy, bro? You, you, why does that donut taste you, so good? You would be surprised. <laughs> You'd be
1: surprised at how many times someone said like, why are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, really? That's an actual question. Not, not, I'm glad you are so happy. Why are you so happy? Because most people, people that don't way. know how to get there. Yeah, that's the <laughs> truth. yeah. I mean, it's it, don't, don't get me wrong. It's 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 a probably a personality trait, right? I, I lead with positivity most of the time, but it can't be all the time. But I think people like when people are not as happy.
0: There's something,
2: something about there's human wiring. There's well, like, it's because I mean, I personally think it's jealousy. That's what I, I think I think that every everybody wants to find that common denominator and so if someone's overly happy yeah. or overly sad they're going to say not the person for me right. right because it makes them feel uncomfortable because I'm not that way or like maybe they're gonna have a different opinion I think that ev- right. every, everybody they just feel better at equilibrium your body feels better that way but when it comes to I think other people in society you're weird if you're really happy man <laughs> yeah, it is or you're weird if you're really depressed right so right. but it's like we have to we have to understand that like it's okay exactly. to kind of swing that way right you can definitely have those ups and downs and we have to learn. How to deal with those. How to deal with them. Right. Right. So and on a
1: personal level and a in, in an interacting right yeah. space where we're sharing the space and I can see that you're having a day. It's cool. Right. And like you're not yourself today. And that's freaking OK. Like I'm not going to hold you accountable for not feeling like you're best. I shouldn't because I don't know what the hell happened to you an hour or second before you walked into yeah, I know. seeing me, you know what I yeah. mean? I can't judge. It's hard not to judge though. In New York city, we constantly are just saying like, what's wrong with this person? What's wrong with that person? Um, but there's so much that we don't know. So I tried to remove that when, when I see someone, I'll, I'll just ask kind of straight up like, Hey, you're right. Because so I usually notice when people are off because I just pay way too much attention, way too much attention. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I mean, when you're a trainer, I feel like you're, everything's based on body mechanics and body language. So I'm constantly paying mm-hmm. attention to the way your body moves. And if there's a shift in behavior body function, I'm like, okay, something's not right with you or something's yeah. off. Too much. Too much noticing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see everything. I see everything. <laughs> Adrian, the world is dying to ask. You ready for rapid fire? Oh, God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm scared. All right, rapid fire questions. Number one, were you born with 2% body fat? <laughs> <laughs> the world wants to know. I don't know. This isn't Joe's this isn't my. These are my questions.
1: Uh, yes, I've had very low body fat since I was a child. I'll thank my dad for that, I guess. Wait, seriously? He was, um, <laughs> I
2: thought you were going to say no. That doesn't help baby. Was, um,
1: <laughs> my dad was a very, very lean man. So, like, I'm a product of... Phew, some great metabolism with weightlifting <laughs> involved. So now, now but like I, this is the thing. Well, every, gotta, every, yeah. Everybody says this, but this is the thing. My family is split in two ways. You can either be really obese or you can be thin, right? It, it's, I didn't, I wasn't just born strong. I wasn't born fast. Sure. I had a natural knack for certain things, but I still had to work on each individual thing. So no it's not my genetics. Oh, we were definitely going down <laughs> genetics. It's um I'm I'm mindful of uh my strengths and weaknesses and I work backwards. I work on the weaknesses first and then the strengths can kind of be cared for later on in line. But I work weakness first, strengths last.
0: Yeah. Like that approach. Yeah. I think it's a good approach. <laughs> Next question. Let's go. Are you actually a Dragon Ball Z character? 100%. If Which I, one?
1: Uh, I would probably be Vegeta because he's a lunatic. 100%. Yeah. He's a little bit angry. It's one of my favorites. But I'm not. I'm Goku on the outside, of Vegeta in the inside. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang. Bang,
0: bang. What's a book? that you think everyone should
1: read. Start with why. And we've been talking about this. I'm I'm like, I'm I'm like my fourth round of just listening to it. And it, it solves a lot of problems that uh, potentially people don't understand about themselves or the reasoning for doing things or wanting things. Um, Ask yourself that simple question. I had a friend the other day that asked me like, what are you doing for Valentine's day? And I was like, why are you asking me that? (laughs) That was literally my response. She was like, because I'm just asking. And I was like, no, 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 but why? She's (laughs) like, why are you being so weird? I was like, no, but it's a super simple question that for some reason you can't answer. And she was like, I just wanted to know if you were going to be alone or with someone. And I was like, cool. That's the reason. Like, I don't know why it was so stressful to get you to tell me that. But no, I'll be solo reading books. (laughs) Eating eggs and watching Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) <laughs> it's a great day, uh, <laughs> fantastic in my book.
0: It goes. But how does Adrian recharge? Well, now, now we know. Just a bunch of eggs, eggs. and dragon drag <laughs> Is what it is.
1: <laughs> the secret is out. And looking at my Christmas tree because it's still up. Don't are, tell me. Is it real? is this a fake Christmas tree? No, it's real. <laughs> People are gonna hate it's me when they lie. take it out of the yeah, if if you, I feel like if you touch that thing, it would just totally <laughs> turn to dust.
2: It's it's still alive. Actually, I think it's a fire hazard right now. Ah,
0: Ryan. Have you looked inside
1: the tree? Ryan, live a little. <laughs> 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 what happened to that apartment? It got too much sun. The tree lit on fire, and then. That was that. (laughs) I now have an ecosystem in my apartment. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Last question, Adrian. Yes. What's the impact that you want to make on the fitness industry?
1: What's the impact that I'd like to make? I'd like to make people in my industry, whether you're a trainer, nutritionist, whoever it is, client, I'd like to make them think about what they're doing before they just do it. Because a lot of people play this game of monkey see, monkey do. No one... No one stops to say, like, this is this is the reason behind anything that I'm doing. I'd like people to think about themselves individually before they think about community, right? Like you have to to bring something to a community, you have to be an individual first. So if you come to a community and you're not a person, guess what you turn into? Every single person in that community, and you're not an individual. So there there has to be reasoning, whether you're a trainer or a client or anything, for you doing what you do. Like Be an individual first and then bring that to the table. What do you bring to the table as an individual into a community, right? So if if I was thinking about survival and we were a community, everyone should be able to bring something valuable to the table. You have nothing valuable. Why are you in that community? Probably because you're deep down inside. There's something missing inside of you that you probably need to figure out how to get awareness. That would would be the one thing.
0: Okay. Self-aware. I like it. Love it. Adrian, this was amazing, man.
1: Fuck. I mean, it's great,
0: great time. This is this fun? I know.
2: <laughs> I want to add, I don't want this to, to dilute anything here, but where would people find more information about you?
1: Uh, the cooking show that I'm going to start soon. I mean, (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Is that a real thing? Oh, it's a hundred percent. Got to be a thing. Uh, I definitely, I mean, you can find me on Instagram, Adrian Maurice, uh, Adrian Williams, New York city. You can go to my website, Adrian Uh, you can email me. You can don't text me yeah I what's your never, phone number I will never respond <laughs> <laughs> I cut off I cut, I'm a very private person and I like cutting off from the uh, the world when I have time for myself and so trying to reach me by phone if it's after six not a good one probably not <laughs> call call me if there's an emergency definitely call me but uh, use the social outlets to reach me or if you have any questions
2: also just make sure that your emergency is before 6 p.m
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> because guess no, what? It was 8 p.m., you're
0: on your own. <laughs> so sorry, man. You're,
1: you're in the wilderness until the next morning, until <laughs> 4
0: o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Listen, this cooking show, sir, I know yes. that. Have you learned how to use a knife properly when I cutting people, tomatoes? Because Jesus. The,
1: the, the best part about that experience is I didn't know there was only one way to cut a tomato. <laughs> And people (laughs) lost their minds. I was like, couldn't you see the safety in me not even looking at the knife? That I was just like, those are knife sounds, by the way. Um, (laughs) Impression number four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I've never cut my fingers. I cook a lot, probably four to five times a week. And I've been fine. No stitches, no snitches. But... (laughs) Yeah, the threat I'm, 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 to the <laughs> tomato. <laughs> that tomato's gonna get it. No, I'm not gonna change the way I cut tomatoes. Okay. I'm still gonna look the camera in the eye, so people get nervous. No, yeah. There might be you a didn't drop. Break contact. I didn't. I just focused on the camera the whole time. But everyone's an expert, right? I would love to have all these individuals who are like 45, 55, the way you cut that tomato. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> you missed the entire point. Right. Of this video. That is a, a lot of times people always have something negative to say first and then nothing positive. And so, like, hey, Adrian. Like, hey. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. But hey, the way you cut tomatoes made me nervous. Also, so like.
0: Also, I just want to help you. Right. With I your do, fingers. I couldn't
1: do anything. People were like, why are you wearing glasses? I was like, because of the onions. They were like, put them in the refrigerator. I was like, yeah, it worked, but it didn't. Because when I cut that onion, it still had the same effect after it was cold. <laughs> didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> so it's a lie. So I wear protective glasses when I cut onions. All right. Let me Folks, live. Guess what? I'm still going to do it the same way. Ha ha. Ha ha. Well, I look forward to <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it stirs something inside of them. But there's probably another reason that they feel that way. Like this is terrible. Don't cut the tomatoes that way. Okay. You're taking that a little bit too seriously. Calm down.
0: This is about you now. Yeah. This isn't about me.
1: Yeah. Let me give you a hug. We <laughs> have you on the show. I think we'd all be better with more hugs. We, I agree with oh, that. Oh, I 100%. Yeah. It definitely There's a is. There's no question in my mind. Thing. Actually, I think I should have you guys on the cooking show. What, yeah. what would we cook? What would you cook if you were on the show? Spaghetti. Spaghetti with what? You're going to cook spaghetti? <laughs> wow. Did you hear that let condescending response? Let Jesus resp- Christ. B- you're going we're to gonna make do something people that cook is spaghetti. Food. People oh, cook spaghetti. Oh, Wait, but this,
0: hey, right, we got, we're going to make the pasta. Yeah, you make homemade pasta. <laughs> you make <laughs> tomato. You get tomato paste. Oh. You get some tomatoes? Wait, we're going to make
1: the pasta, but we're not going to make the tomato paste? Oh man, you're really right now? Jesus. He's saying you need to make everything. Okay, scratch. fine. We'll have
0: a we'll, you we'll get talk the onion, it. We'll talk you get the basil. You get th- the
1: tomatoes. you crushed those tomatoes. Okay, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you sure got the I Italian background, don't tomatoes. you? I do I just eat Italian. Everybody's confused about that actually. They're like, um, who's that man in the picture and why does he look white and why does he have a mustache? That cannot be your dad.
0: But it's your dad Mario?
1: What? <laughs> 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 I mean Robert. He was he was definitely a Mario, but uh my dad's my stepdad, but I call him my real dad. Just so people aren't confused, they're like, "I don't understand." Proud, he's not. <laughs> you don't need to. What understand? if I was adopted, guys? Like, who cares? Is that a possibility? <laughs> no, on this earth. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I'm not. I. No, I'm a hundred percent my mom. I look exactly like her. If you saw a picture of her, you'd be like, "That is Adrian." In thirty years,
2: if you put a wig on, then try and like confuse so people. She has
1: a clean-shaven head. That's oh. what makes it even crazier. Oh, got it. Shay, hey Shay. And I'm like, nope, that's Maurice. Maurice is my middle name, by the way. If I'm in trouble, that's what you can call me. Maurice.
0: Oh. Yes, sir. Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> What's was that? That's was great. <laughs> uh, Adrian, dude, we gotta have you back. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk more. I think next time let's dive into to some uh strength training and yeah, some practical I mean, tips, programming type stuff. I love how you design workouts. I think people
1: would be surprised at how I train. Yeah. I think they think there's more more to it than there is, but it's actually the most simple and effective way.
0: No tricks. All right, little teaser for round yeah. 2 with Adrian. What's up? Programming trip, tricks and tips. Trips and trips and t- t- trips and tax and tips. <laughs> 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 that is nice yeah, we, we got them all.
1: We got them all. This is Pro- good. Controlled chaos, man. It's all the personalities just meshing into one. <laughs> 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 yep. Well, guys. Well, thank you guys for having me, seriously. 100 percent man. This it was great. great. Loved it. Appreciate it. Cooking I- show next. Spaghetti. And Ryan, what's yours? <laughs> I, I I think I have to make the sauce now. <laughs> oh, I like it.
0: I don't even know how to actually make spaghetti. Oof. I just like it. It's time consuming. Anyways, cool. enough about me. <laughs> uh, See oh, yeah. you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> and bye. And bye. Hey, <laughs>